This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spread it like this. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 344. Go check us out, prowrestlingtees.com slash out. Go buy a t-shirt. Go listen to all of our past episodes, markingout.com, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. Go give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash out. Check out our YouTube videos, youtube.com slash out 11 would you like to be a musical interlude? Of course you do. Send us an email, markingout1 at gmail.com. And last but not least, follow us on Twitter at markingout. You can follow me, Dave the Rave, at Dave the Rave underscore M-O. And you can follow my co-host over here, Brandon, on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, how are you doing? I am doing awesome as always. How are you now? now? I'm doing good, but is that the truth? I mean, it's early in the morning. Yeah, but it's... I'm still awesome as always. All right, all right. Yeah, um, everything is going well. Everything's going well. Kind of uh, this. I'm expecting some rain at some point. It looks like, but really, I think so. I have to check the weather forecast. Are you sure that wasn't like yesterday? No, it's or supposed two to be days it's... ago. Let's see. Oh, no, it's just over cloud. It's here, just cloud. Here, it's as bright as can be, sunny as anything. Yesterday was weird. There was a, a short period of time where it was um, where it was raining, and it, the weather, like, outside, everything turned, like, orange. It was very weird. <laughs> at, like, at, like, sunset, or? It, it was about 8 o'clock, or no, yeah, about around 8 o'clock, where... Everything just got like very, very orange outside. I was just like, this. I don't, I don't know if my vision is like playing tricks on me, or if this is like legit. So I took a few pictures outside, and it looked really like odd. It's probably bright blue or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but talking about the weather, I mean, this hurricane, Hurricane Irma, is supposed to strike uh, uh, Florida coming up soon. Um, yeah. I think Sunday, Monday. And it unfortunately hit the Caribbean. Yeah. The Puerto Rico and everything. Um, yeah. Seeing well, clips is like, it's crazy. I actually haven't seen that many clips yet. Yeah, I've uh, seen a bunch of clips. Yeah, hopefully, I mean, our thoughts and prayers are with everyone that's being hit by this. Uh, and just please be safe. Don't try to fight it, fight through it, and try to be strong and not move. I mean, if, you have to. You yeah, have to move. do that. How, where are you been, how are you even getting out of there? Airline prices are jacked up. Yeah, I think that's so wrong. I, I, I'm pretty sure that's illegal. I saw, I think it was like Kevin Matthews or someone posted on Facebook. Yeah. And it was, yeah, like the jacking up of the prices is insane. But I, I like I I'm like a, almost a hundred percent sure that's illegal, and I don't understand. Like, are those first class tickets or something? Maybe I don't I don't think so. But it, what is it? Price gouging? Yeah. Price gorging? Gouging? Gouging? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, I I don't know if 
that's illegal or if the president has to put in an uh, or the state has to do something that uh, puts a halt on prices. I mean, right. I don't know. And then I see like JetBlue capped it out at $99, but I also, when I go look at their flights, I don't see $99 flights, so. It, it's just wild. And like, it sucks. I, I saw, people, I, saw like, I saw one uh-huh. of the, uh, I think it was like the Bahamas on the news. They were like, we're sending two planes and they're leaving at whatever time. If you're not on it, it's first come, first serve also. And it's like, I don't like, it's just insane that, like, if you were going to leave the Bahamas, you have two chances, two flights. That's it. That's scary. That's very scary. But I assume if you're in like a hotel, it's like you have a better shot at riding out the storm than I I hope so. Actually living in the Bahamas. I definitely hope so. Um, it, it's just really wild out there at times. And I, I just I, don't like, get how people can live with themselves with the prices, you know? Yeah, I don't... Like, that, like that's like saying that... like It's just like a, a horrific event, and you're like, you know what? How can I capitalize on this and make money off but that of these might people? Not, that like might not be the case. That could just like I don't know if these are first class tickets or whatnot. Uh huh. But even still, wouldn't you reduce the pricing of tickets during a time like this to try to help I mean, out society? I mean, you probably should for that buses and stuff like that, trains. Right. Although I saw they're they're not having any Amtrak trains going to Florida, so. Huh, but it's well, like who, like who knows? I don't know. Yeah, well, I know if you're in like, if you're in Disney World, that's probably one of the safest places to be. Mm-hmm. Like for a hurricane wise, because uh, I, I would, I like, I have to assume that those hotels are like hurricane proof, like built uh, specifically for stuff like that. I hope so. They have to be. There's no way. I would hope so, but I mean, we both have family down there, so yeah, my brother's try. gonna have to sleep in a bathtub. <laughs> yeah, it was not to laugh at that, but the other day, no flight for him. He's gonna have to sleep in a bathtub if that's like the case. Yeah, well, I don't think he'll be sleeping in the bathtub. Why? I don't think that. I don't think that he could, would be able to get much sleep. If I would never like. On. I don't know. I mean, I. Um, look what look at Hurricane Sandy. You, you slept during that. Yeah, but that's not going to be as strong as uh, this. Yeah, but still, this is, I mean, this is going to be a Category Five. Is it going to be a Category Five? Yeah, it already is a Category Five. Is that what they're saying? Yeah, they I already announced that it's a Category that. Five, and pretty much get out of the way. I thought I just saw a picture saying it was not that. Well, maybe they downgraded it. Hopefully they downgraded it. Last I saw, they were saying that it's Category Five. Let's see. Uh, Hopefully they reduced it. When it hits Florida, it says it'll be a Category Three. Okay. Which is still, I think, more than Hurricane Sandy was. Mm-hmm. But like right now, it's uh, Friday at eight a.m. It's a five up until the trajectory, at least, says five until 
Friday at or no Saturday at eight p.m. Where know. is it right now? I have no idea. I think it should probably be by Turks and Caicos, maybe in Cuba. Jeez. Have you seen any of these uh, pictures that NASA put up of the hurricane? I, yeah. It looks like so crazy just seeing it circle around the eye of the hurricane. Yeah. Just very, very wild. And then they were like doing comparison shots too from Andrew, which was 92, to Irma. Uh-huh. And it's like Irma is so much bigger than... Yeah, they were saying that this is the worst hurricane on the in the Atlantic. I think, or the, the the largest that they've had so far. And then they have two more hurricanes already uh, brewing. Yeah, so it's going to be one after the other, but hopefully everyone plays it safe, and if you can get out of there, get out of there. If not, just be safe um, and try not to make, like, try not to just be dumb, you know? Don't take it for granted pick up everything off of the floor if you have any possessions pictures uh anything like that put them high above so this way they won't get uh prevent damage um yeah and just everyone please be safe and hopefully there's minimal damage yeah definitely minimal to none i mean i'm like florida is usually uh very used to hurricanes and everything so Hopefully they're uh, they're able to take it and withstand it. I was watching um, this dude who was like a hurricane chaser, uh-huh. and it's like I don't know how like why you would want to like drive into stuff like that. Yeah, or the people that chase tornadoes. Yeah, it's crazy. Like just for a news station, you're gonna go do that? I mean, some don't even do it for news though. Some just do it. The adrenaline rush, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Just very wild, you know? But, yeah, be safe. I, I know you, your brother went to Universal yesterday. Did he? Yeah. So that's how he uh, is biding his time. Well. Universal. Yeah, he went on three rides and then got a packet of mayo. A packet so, of mayo? <laughs> yep, he got a packet of mayo. For what? Uh, he brought tuna fish with him. What? Yeah, they brought tuna fish with them. Why? What so the f- why would they you- had to what? use uh, mayo from the place. Ew. <laughs> why wouldn't you just, like, make it at your house? No, they did. You just said they... they- oh, no, no, like they, they, they made the sandwich, They made the sandwiches and brought, the, brought it with them. Yeah, no, that's not... No, 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 no. I'm talking about making the tuna salad. Yeah. It's in- they, they didn't buy it there. Right? You just said he brought tuna and then needed mayo for it. Oh, you mean like, yeah. They they didn't have mayo, so they had to use the packets that they have. They don't have mayo at the stores? I don't know. They don't have mayo at Jared's house. <laughs> well, that's... that's they don't have mayo there. I booked a trip to Florida. Oh, yeah? How's that looking out for you? I don't know. It's November... Oh, mid-November. Okay. All right. So, I don't know what I'm going to be doing down there, but I definitely want to hit up a few restaurants. Ooh, like Cracker Barrel? No, not <laughs> Cracker House. Barrel. No, 
Not Waffle House. Are you going to go to Universal or Disney? You don't know. I don't know. I assume. I, I just, like, if I had, like, like to, to lay everything out, I, like, I want to go to Universal, but I... When was the last time you've been? Both parks. Like, Universal and Disney World in general, 2008. But so, but you haven't been back since like the uh, Harry Potter world and stuff, right? No. All it's right. like I don't, I don't care about Harry Potter, but like if yeah, I'm but you're... going to Universal, like I would have to buy two park tickets because there's no way I'm going to go to Universal and not see the new Harry Potter stuff. Yeah, I mean, you're still a fan of the architecture the, and stuff. Yeah, the, I was going to say the animatronics, but like the the atmosphere of it. Yeah. You know, even if you're not a fan of Harry Potter, it's just being around that atmosphere of, and then, like you just said, admiring the architecture that goes into uh, building these places. Yeah. It's really cool to notice some of the fine detail of... Like, I'm not a fan. I've never seen... The only thing of... um, What's that movie called? Um, What are those blue people? Smurfs? No. Would have known that. (laughs) (laughs) avatar oh avatar yeah like i've never seen the only thing of avatar that i've ever seen was one of Rey mysterio's uh, outfits for wrestlemania like i don't know anything about avatar but if i'm going to disney world i'm gonna go to animal kingdom and see the new land of pandora yeah once once the star wars land opens i'm gonna go want to go see the star wars land like yeah, I, I keep on seeing people post of the Avatar land, and it just looks so so cool, especially Pandora, at night. by the way, that's what it's Yeah, called. yeah, sorry. At, uh, at night, it yeah, looks so cool like because the, it's, like, it's yeah. like the, all the neon color and the glow in the dark. The bioluminescent lighting, yeah. It's, it's, it's beautiful, you know, and it kind of like – it engulfs you into their world. Yeah. but And then this Star Wars thing seems like it's – Gonna be amazing. Is that in Florida or California? Um, both. Both. I think. I wasn't too sure. Like the but, pictures that we've seen was definitely from Florida, but I think they're doing it in both. All right. Yeah, it looks fantastic. How you make decisions and it carries over. I don't understand how that's gonna, how that works. You know. Yeah, but uh, time will tell. And it sucks. Yeah. They, they just announced uh yesterday i believe that they're closing terminator terminator 4d uh-huh. in universal like a, a month before i go <laughs> oh i think it's actually a month from now maybe but uh yeah it sucks and then they at disney world they closed the other two rides that i would have went on but whatever well they Aren't they also? Didn't they announce that they're going to be they're going to be building a Toy Story World too? Yeah, that's that's they're already building the coaster and everything. And, and but that is uh, California, right? No, that's here. That's that's um, here, here too. Yeah, here wow. we're in New York, <laughs> East Coast. <laughs> yeah, that's in uh, Florida. Huh? It's, that's, that's... In that in that whole section, it's it's the Star Wars land. It's the Toy Story land. Um, and then they have, I don't know if they're going to like more heavily reintroduce the Muppets, Uh huh. but 
right now they have a bunch of Muppet themed stuff there also. I, but I definitely feel like you need to spend at least a week or two down there to in, in order to like uh, appreciate everything that they have. Yeah, oh, I'm, you could probably do it in like a week's time. I mean, it's but you, I really, mean, only, I, you really only need one day at Universal if you're going to do that. Well, I mean, if they start to put in like all these other theme parks, once those are all included, it's going to be pretty crazy. Yeah, if yeah, that's yeah, you're going to have to. I mean, because you're going to want to go to like Harry Potter for a little bit. You're going to want to go to Toy well, Toy just, Story. It, that's not. I mean, just make make it so you don't do it in the same trip. Yeah. I don't I think I've so. ever been to Florida where I was going to Disney World where I didn't go to Universal. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but mm-hmm. um, but if I was going down like this year, if I'm going down, I don't need to go to Universal. Yeah. Although I would like to, like, I want to try Jimmy Fallon's ride. I want to see. What's his ride? Race through New York. It takes you uh, through the streets of New York City and. They like blast you with smells and that's interesting. Sights. Yeah, yeah. The they have there. all those smell things all over, like outside the delis too, or the bakeries. It's so crazy though because it's like um, I've seen like clips of people waiting in the queue, and it's like an interactive queue where you like you walk in and there's tons of like it's not memorabilia. I don't think. I assume it's all replicas and stuff of like Tonight Show memorabilia. For like, uh-huh. for all the way from like the past to the present, uh huh. And then they have like what looks like the the stage area, and they put on like performances for like the Ragtime Gals, which is like I don't know if you know them. No, it's a Jimmy Fallon bit. Okay. And they have uh, hashtag the Panda comes out and dances and stuff. Hashtag the what? The Panda. It's a okay Jimmy Fallon gimmick, I guess. Uh, and it's like seeing clips of that. Like I've been to the studio like inside 30 rock we've been uh-huh. there and it looks just like 30 rock and it's like it blows my mind seeing it on on like on videos on youtube so i can't imagine like actually going in and like seeing it in person would probably like just like completely blow my mind you know i, I would love to i would love to just check it out at some point soon yeah so book it Come down. Yeah. <laughs> do it. I, I, it would be so much fun. Do it. Dude, book it. November, book it. Yeah. Book it. Book it. Yeah. Book it, Booker Man. Do it. Yeah. So, how about it? Yeah. Some outside the ring news moving to that. Uh, I don't understand this uh, fiasco at all. Yeah, we may actually need someone to explain it a little bit more in detail to us. But it was announced that Jeff Jarrett was taking an indefinite leave of absence from Global Force Wrestling uh, as the the, C, um, the chief creative officer. Yeah, uh, apparently there was focus on personal matters, and then and then there was rumors that GFW was hemorrhaging funds from Anthem and that Anthem was ready to withdraw from the wrestling industry in total and sell everything. But it's also then it was like Jeff Jarrett owns Global Force Wrestling, the name. So if Anthem sold, they would be selling Impact Wrestling. 
Yeah, and it's just like I'm reading about a bunch of conflicts that Jeff Jarrett has had with uh, people who work for the company. And then a lot of the Anthem wasn't happy with Global Force Triple Mania. But like, I, 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 I don't were, understand. Very, In the same, they, dude, I was compl- like, I still, I have no idea what to believe with that Rosemary stuff because then they went on Impact last night and aired footage of that and then aired footage of Jeff Jarrett in the face of LaParca and other wrestlers from AAA like like yelling at them being yeah. held back by like security and stuff and then uh I I think Vampiro too I'm not sure if that was him or not I it was like quick quick but like apparently like Jeff Jarrett was throwing tacos into the audience and stuff and the powers that, like, the people of, like, Anthem were very unhappy with the way that he was conducting himself. And, yeah, it was a wrestling gimmick and stuff. But I guess Anthem really didn't like I mean, the what they were seeing. Yeah, they didn't show that. But just, like, the backstage stuff. Like, after the Rosemary incident, they were like, and after this happened, Jeff Jarrett was yelling or whatever. And, like, he was, like, in the face, like, trying to call out the wrestlers, being like, what the hell? Like, what's going on here? Well, yeah. I, I just don't, I can't grasp like grasp why they would show that stuff. Like, why would you show Jeff Jarrett if that was like a legit thing? If he was like pissed off, I don't know. I have no idea. They, they may they, have, it probably. I'm curious. They, they may have not even filmed that live or like not no, live, but at the time was live. it? That had to have been right afterwards. I don't know. Through, throughout the whole night, they were showing like live footage from Triple Mania. Yeah, it, it's very. And then, I don't like, know. and then and, the Global Force Wrestling released like a press release stating like the plans to launch a network yesterday, with like twenty four acts, twenty four hour access to Global Force Wrestling shows and Impact Wrestling, is, like the library. And which then is they, funny they because announced, now they announced that the, they're continuing their relationship with Pop TV. But it's funny because with this entire uh, the talk and everything of the of potential looking for a buyer, that would include their entire library. Yeah, so I don't know if it's like fluff or whatnot. I just don't understand this situation at all. It really. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's going to be interesting this like, next it's, year. It sucks for the people that are wrestling in Impact or Global Force Wrestling right now. Um, and uh, hopefully, I don't mean, I don't, know, I don't know what's to come of that. Hopefully nothing affects them like that. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully this company was like, is going to thrive or whatever. It, it just doesn't look like it's, it doesn't look good, you know, in a business perspective. It just doesn't look like anything's working out for them. I don't know if it's because... Maybe Anthem or whoever doesn't understand pro wrestling aspect, or maybe they're pushing it the boundaries too far, or maybe there's just too much backstage uh, mayhem that's going on where it's just like they just can't control it, you know? It's just spiraling out of uh, control. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, only time will tell. Uh, JBL announced this week that he will be leaving his weekly duties at uh, SmackDown. And he will still be appearing on Tribute to the Troops and WrestleMania. So I don't think I think that the reasoning they gave was so he could spend more time with his family and his no, uh, children. It was so he no 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 no. 
Would you oh, that's have read that? I don't know. So that's he could spend thought. time with the charity, like the children that he works for the with the charity. Oh. But I thought it was like his children. I don't know if that's gonna like if that's like a legit thing or not. Taz called it fluff, so it, I mean it could definitely. What did Taz say? He said that I think he I think Taz just basically called it like like, like he got re, like he was gonna get fired. So this no, was the best way to go about it. No, I just I don't know. I guess maybe he was saying it was like an as an excuse type of thing. But Taz I mean, doesn't know. I don't know what Taz said exactly either. So, I mean, we know that JBL has had a lot of accusations against him. Uh, I mean, about yeah, but then the there were reports. Everything, there were reports that, kind of that died J- down. no, but there were reports that JBL wanted to uh, or gave his notice way before this stuff even happened. Yeah, that's it. That's right. So. I don't really think it's has to do with the bullying because of the time wise. It doesn't make sense that it happens now instead of back what. A half a year ago when it all started to arise again yeah i mean it, it doesn't really make sense if it's one of those um but hopefully everything works out with him i mean he's always been fun to have on commentary i always enjoyed listening to him more than booker t um so i guess we'll booker t oh yeah not a fan of him on commentary but Corey graves was announced as jbl's replacement and, Double uh, booked. And then Nigel McGuinness took Corey's spot on 205 Live. Yeah, he's going to be double booked. Um, very happy for Corey Grace. I mean, I think that he is very good on commentary. And I think yeah, that they Corey can really Graves, build him to something, you know? Corey Graves is like the voice of WWE now. And it, it's awesome because he's going from a guy that could have been a lot of people compared to CM Punk. Probably because of the tattoos and everything like that and his persona. But he had something that was growing in uh, – was it even NXT at the time? Yeah. Uh, early, early NXT. And then he got a severe neck injury, which completely halted his career. And he had to uh, retire from pro wrestling action. And now and WWE swooped in, picked him up as commentary uh, on commentary. And now they're starting to use him on – their actual main product a lot more and heavily involved. And it's, it's awesome. You know, it's really nice. Yeah. And it's like, they could have easily just released him. Oh, definitely. They, they could have, but it's, it's nice that he got an injury and they were like, all right, you know, nice that he got an injury. No, but it's nice that they didn't release him after that. Instead, like they're, they're helping him out and working with him. And I think, I don't think it was a neck injury though. I think it was concussions. Oh, I thought it was neck. No, I'm pretty sure they were concussions that stopped his career. Yeah. Uh, um, well, and yes. it's like it's crazy. Like I still like I remember that the first thing that he was on, the first takeover that he was announced as uh, joining the commentary team. Uh huh. And it's like we'll see where it goes from here. And then what's that? I think how, when when was that? Like 2000, huh. 2014, maybe. Yeah. So it's like crazy that. Yeah, it's it's been, awesome, you know. It's really been thriving. It's yeah, it really is awesome. Um, but uh, yeah. So Nigel McGuinness, always good to see him uh, getting more and more time to call matches. Um, yeah. yeah, awesome stuff. Too bad Renee Young didn't get a spot though. 
Hopefully, she they said can she point. people like tweeted her about that, and then she said she was never really good on commentary. And like, oh, I went, I went, I like, I was like, maybe, maybe we were just like blinded by the light with her. Yeah, maybe just because she's a female. Like, like I was, we I went back. Commentary. I went back before this, and I was just like randomly watching old NXT the other day. Uh huh. And I'm like, I don't. I, and then I and then I see her tweet that and I'm like I don't see how she thinks that like I uh-huh. enjoyed the hell out of her commentary. Maybe she's just downplaying it. To, and I, uh, I googled it and like pe- there were some people on the internet that said Renee Young was one of the worst commentators and I'm like I don't like even going back and and watching old NXT and hearing her commentate I don't see how. Yeah, maybe like maybe she was just trying to cover it up a little. I, but even like the people on that like made posts and stuff about it saying she was one of the worst commentators of all time. Huh. I don't I, know. I'm a fan. I was a fan of her commentary. I would have liked to have seen her in this position, but I mean, I will admit like admit like some of my push for her is also because of, yeah, she is a female and I do want to see uh, a female on the commentary role in a for in a format where it's continuing through on a weekly basis but she's also i thought talented like she was always good backstage and um yeah. had good interaction with any, anybody that she spoke to like i don't know like even like outside of commentary even doing like talking smack i thought she was phenomenal on that yeah i mean that's the same reaction that you're really going to get on commentary I, that's what i would assume which actually i i have to say i love the way that commentary has really taken a turn for the better because if you notice like what maybe two years ago we were complaining a lot about commentary about like we were complaining about yeah the team of michael cole and jerry lawler because the the stuff that they would say exactly the stuff that they would say but also the lack of the lack of commentary on a match ongoing and the more focus on uh the the other storylines that are taking place and whatever antics are going on uh, surrounding anything but the actual match. Like they would be – you would have a match taking place and they wouldn't even – they would only call the hot spots, you know? And then the, everything in between, they would just like fill in with, oh, by the way, John Cena and WWE Network and this and this while the match is taking place and you're like – if I if I walked away left my TV going and I walked away to the other room and I wanted to listen to it to, if I had stuff to do around or whatever you have no clue what's taking place you know so um, and now they're actually calling the matches they're actually giving the amount of time that the matches deserve as opposed to the outside antics so I, I noticed that I'm really happy to see that turn yeah it's good I, yeah. It's good. Uh, something else that's good is Donovan Dijak. He has officially signed with WWE uh, as an article on WWE.com was posted in regards to him entering NXT in the Performance Center. Um, very ecstatic over this. We've spoken about it many times. We've spoken about Donovan Dijak a bunch of times. I mean, we first saw him in WXWC4, uh, which is the Anuai promotion in Pennsylvania. And... It was awesome. I mean, we we never heard of him before, but then we saw him in a battle royal, and of course, I mean, he's near he's, seven foot. Yeah, I was huh? going to say he's pretty pretty tall. 
Yeah, he's near seven foot tall, and right away in a battle royal, yeah, he's going to stand out. Uh, and then after that, the next time we saw him, well, I saw him, was at Dynasty Wrestling in Troy, New York. And he came in, and I recognized, remembered him from WXWC4, and he pretty much was in that, like, uh, that dominant role where he just comes in, destroys everyone in the ring, gets a match, and destroys his opponent. Like the typical like build up of a powerful new uh, newcomer, and I saw it. I was just like I, I tweeted about it. I texted you. I'm like, I spoke about it on the podcast. Like this guy is something special. I mean, he he has the look. He has the moves. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. And this was 2014, and now he finally he got his name out there over the past year a lot, from going overseas to the UK to doing uh, Beyond Wrestling, to PWG, to everything. Ring of Honor Uh, now. Yeah, Ring of Honor is where he really got his name out there uh, at the start was with that uh, prospect tournament where he entered that and everybody was just like, all right, let's see what this guy got. And yeah, so very, very happy for him. Um, And very interested to see what's going to take place. I mean, the guy's talented. The guy has a lot of talent, and we wish him nothing but the best of luck. You know, yeah. It's always good to it's always good to see someone that you like that you've seen wrestle two to three years ago, and see them finally make it. Because then you're like, it's cool. Like I saw this guy back when he was on the indie scene. You know, like that's like like I think that would be something cool to see, like a CM Punk character or any any large wrestler in WWE. And being able to say, yeah, I saw that guy five years ago <laughs> before he was even anyone. It's funny. You know? I, I saw I never saw CM Punk wrestle on the indies, but I met him on the independent circuit. Yeah, a long time ago, right? Yeah. And I was just listening. Like, I was just standing there listening to him talk about Japan, and it was, like, awesome. Uh-huh. But. Yeah. I think that's it, – it's just – it's fun. It's cool. Um, Speaking of fun and cool, let's move to the opposite side of that spectrum. <laughs> At the May Young Classic, they aired a backstage bit where Ronda Rousey, Jessamine Duke, uh, and Marina Shafir uh, were being interviewed. Uh, and approached by Bailey, Charlotte, and Becky Lynch. And then Ronda Rousey's like, anytime, anywhere, you name the place. It yeah. Was, it, it was so cringeworthy. It was like, all right, so you could have, okay, if you actually had it in promo, I would have been fine with it. Sure, have the promo. It, it, like, fuel it, it, it a little bit. Been, it should have been the other way around, perhaps, maybe. I I think that the WWE wrestlers came off a little bit weak. Like, you're, all right, so you're stepping up to these three other women, and then the only person to say anything is Ronda Rousey. There's no going – you didn't even get in her and, face. She and, steps up to you, and you're like – Dude, first of all, she drops her pocketbook, and yeah. then they're all, like, laughing about it. They were all, like – it looked like they were trying to hide, like, smiles and stuff. Like, it was just bad. I mean, and I'm, I can't take Bailey in this role. If they are going to have Bailey as like 
It's oh, like, be is it really tough and stand up to go, you? Is it going to happen at WrestleMania though? A four on four? The, there, <sighs> with Banks being added to the four horsewomen, and then Baszler the being one, added to the other side. The one problem that I have with this is that I don't. I'm not confident that it's going to be all right. It will be an entertaining match, kind of like that. Snooky, it, it's going to be an entertaining. Dude, first of all, thing. that Snooky thing blew me out of the water, though. I was not <laughs> expecting her to be as athletic as she was in that match. I really wasn't, and and to compare this to Snooky, I think is a little, little uh, is selling this one short. Well, I think that it's. I don't know if these people can actually roll in the ring. Well, you and have, it's going to be. First of all, you have Baszler, who's clearly in pro wrestling. Okay, but outside they of her, have, they have Jessamine Duke, who's apparently been training for pro wrestling. I mean, and Maria Marina Schaefer, she's her, uh, her husband, husband or yeah. fiance is Roddy. Roddy yeah, strong, and I'm sure Ronda Rousey is. Ronda yeah, I mean, it'll, it, it, all right. Maybe I am under underselling it a bit, but I. I just can't see Bailey in this role, and they just need to like really build this up. Good. Yeah, they have to build it up, but the way not the way to build it up is not with that promo of stepping up and then having nothing out of it. No, I mean you could have had them go face to face and then have two referees run back there and be like, okay, okay, break it up, break it up, break it up. Okay, I would have been cool with that. It's but you would have to have a two way conversation, you know? I, I think- have Charlotte since when is Charlotte quiet? Like, since when does she not run her mouth? Same thing with Becky. Like, when haven't they run their mouth against an opponent? Yeah. Like, let them go face-to-face. Let them raise hell together and then have it break, broken up a little bit. It's funny. Like, I thought Ronda Rousey was good in Entourage. Uh-huh. Um, but, like, here, it was just not, like, good. I don't know. Acting one-on-one. Uh, yeah, it, I, I agree with you. I don't think that it was good. I don't think that it was good acting skills on her behalf. I feel it, it, it felt forced. It felt a little bit forced. <laughs> like, just like, it, like the delivery of the lines and everything just felt forced. For whatever reason, I mean, I, you know, you have to know, uh, what's that character's name? You know, Miranda, that, that your cousins go crazy yeah, for? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, what it, yeah. that's what it reminded me of. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's and she's, funny. And she's like deliberate, like bad on purpose. Yeah, it just I I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens with this. I mean, we are. I guess let's see. You can start building it up around Survivor Series, and I mean, a little bit more intensify Survivor it. Survivor Series. Well, I mean, have it go with this for now, but then have Survivor actual like series. maybe a shove. Like the first, like a physical altercation, like maybe a push and a push, but not a punch. But dude, they push. already they already planted the seeds. What was it? Two years ago, last year, two years ago, I think. Yeah. Where Rousey went against Triple H. These are Triple H's girls. Yeah. Well, one thing I did like a lot, a little side topic, but Becky Lynch, when she was in the at ringside, all of them were at ringside for Asuka's match on NXT. Uh, takeover, and I saw a clip of Becky Lynch. Asuka had a submission hold pl- uh, put in on Ember Moon, 
And she was looking at the crowd at Becky Lynch, and Becky Lynch was, like, challenging her, yelling at her, and doing, like, The Rock, like, just bring it. Yeah. And, like, I was watching that, and it was, like, I don't think on television they even showed that angle where you could see that taking place. And I saw that clip, and I'm, like, I am a fan of that. Like, we keep on talking about how these wrestlers are at the events for NXT and everything. All right, that's that's cool to see that they're supporting it. But I think it's even more cool to see them actually, like, calling them out and everything. I that's think that's what, fun. Like, not not specifically calling them out, but, like, actually, like, watching wrestling and enjoying it. I think it's, like, yeah. the coolest thing. Like, last year during TakeOver, you had, I'm going to say, Sasha. Yeah, Sasha and Becky were there. So was Charlotte, but she was, like, heel at the time. Yeah. So you had Sasha and Becky standing there next to Mick Foley and his family. Uh-huh. And they were they were up the whole time, and I yeah. ha- I have like I have a feeling that if they weren't there, I don't think Foley would have been up on his feet the whole time. I I don't think he can stay up on his feet the entire time. I mean, yeah. the guy's got busted knees, busted hips. Like realistically, I think that him standing for an entire match would be kind of unrealistic. I don't know if it was the entire match, but like it was just cool to see. Like my assumption was that he was even more into the match because he had. His kids around? Not his kids, <laughs> because oh. he had Becky and Sasha oh. with him. Yeah, his his kids. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. For some reason, I thought that uh, Noel Foley and all of them were there. Yeah, they. I mean, I did say and his family. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's all right. So it was all the same. But no, I was saying that I think he was up the whole time because of them. Like I, I don't know if he gotcha. Up. If he'd be standing because Frank the Clown is there standing. Maybe. And Noel. I don't see that. <laughs> but. Well, talking about Foley. Well, no, uh, not speaking about Foley at all. Well, Foley, he's in the, the upcoming video I, game. I was going to mention commentary because that was something that we left out last week with the Mae Young Classic. Well, then, by all means. Because who knows, who knows if we'll remember to say commentary later on when we actually speak about the tournament. Ugh. Commentary. Uh, that was just not. First of all, the first round where like everything sounded redubbed over. Which yeah, well, I, I mean, didn't they resh- have to reshoot a bunch? I think sixteen matches of it. I mean, if you have to reshoot sixteen matches, what is going on? And that was your result. After I mean, reshooting. I mean, you have a legendary commentary uh, commentary persona. Teamed up with a non-legendary commentator. Like, who, Lita, Lita was not good on Sunday Night Heat. She was never good. And now she's, like... I, I Like, I want to give her, like, the benefit of the doubt that, like, yeah, she really doesn't have training and everything in this. I, I don't want to, because if you're around the sport, uh, the sport for this long... No. And you don't know how to do commentary... I feel like, like Triple H... When he was breaking into the business and everything, he always said that he spent time like around the commentators, around the TV production crew, around everyone just to kind of learn the aspects of everything. And yeah, I feel like if you like think about if you watch like current day television and like somebody's sitting on commentary watching the match and doing commentary and it's like they're not the best at commentary there. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't know. I mean, like, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt there. But 
It was like for every 100 words that JR said, like Lita would say like five or six words. And then the stuff that, that followed it in the next round was just like. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Yeah. So, I mean, this was all taped and then retaped. This week, yeah, this coming just... week, this coming week, it's live. I don't look forward to that at all. The live commentary. Maybe, maybe they'll have somebody else. And, and with all this whole tournament, they were like, they were so gung ho about having Medusa being part of the broadcast team. She's barely seen. Yeah, thought, she wasn't even. We were, when was we she even used for backstage interviews? And that was it. Like, I thought we were going to see her a lot more than we did. So, but what are you going to do? What you going to do? Moving on to the final roster spots named for WWE 2K18. Uh, some disappointments here, some non-disappointments. But uh, let's mm. just do it how we've been doing it normally. I'll yeah, start. run down it. Aiden English was announced. Alicia Fox for the deluxe and John Cena version only uh, I assume Yeah, I think so that's just for the one that you pre uh, pre-order or no? Yeah. It's okay. The del- well, you have to pay for pre-ordering the game, the regular game is Kurt Angle. Pre-ordering or just getting the deluxe version or the Cena enough edition or whatever edition they're calling it is you get Batista and RVD. Yeah. Which, I mean, we kind of predicted, though, because we saw them on the, what, the trading cards? I think they are. Not predicted. That's was already well, announced. Yeah, it was announced, so it wasn't really a surprise. But, uh, and then I assume for the normal version, you'll be able to purchase them, like, months after. Yeah, so. I, I at some point. But uh, also announced, you have Billy Kay, Bo Dallas, Booker T, Brizongo. Uh, you have Charlotte Flair, Christian, the Colognes, Kurt Hawkins, uh, Curtis Axel, Darren Young, Enzo Amore. You got Goldust, Graham Metallic, Heath Slater, Jack Gallagher, Jake the Snake Roberts, JBL. Cassius Ono, which I was – for some reason, I wasn't expecting him to be in it. Same thing with was, No Way Jose, which – I mean you have no, New Day and then No Way Jose. Like yeah, I, I don't know. I wasn't expecting Cassius like, I mean, I'll, and then Noam Dar, Peyton Royce, R-Truth, Rhino, Rick Swan, and then RBD, as you mentioned. But I was, like, I, was um, I had high expectations, high hopes, but uh, nothing was for certain. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, you have R-Truth, Rhino, you already said those, I forgot. That's okay. Uh, you have Shane McMahon, Shawn Michaels, Stephen McMahon, Sting, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Psycho Sid. Is this Sid's first game? No, he was in last year's. Okay. I'm sure he was in years before that, too. I've always been a Psycho Sid fan, Uh, except when he loses his wallets in uh, delis and stuff. Uh, Tataka, Tatsumi Fujinami, the Brian Kendrick, Titus O'Neil, Trish Stratus, Typhoon, Tyson Kidd, and Ultimate Warrior. Um, some of the takeaways, as well, mentioned before. First, they still they still have DLC. Okay. To to announce, um, but 
removed from last year's game. Some are like completely understandable. Some just like makes no what? sense. Yeah. Like Albert, like that makes no sense as to why he's not in it again. Mm-hmm. They like they went out of their way. Like he was a non-playable character in the showcase mode last year, but they gave us like fully we could use him as a as a wrestler. He was just he was just a manager last year in the in the showcase. Yeah. But they gave us the opportunity to use him as a playable character. Mm-hmm. So to take him out, to me, doesn't make sense. Well, some of these other removals, I mean, the Del ones Rio like... Del makes sense. Okay, I get. Arn Anderson... Doesn't make sense, especially because Larry Zabisco made it back into the game. I mean, Austin Aries, I get, but... Although I, Austin Aries and Eva Marie could potentially still be in it. Um, and because they were released, they couldn't announce that they were in it. That is true. Blake and Murphy, it's a shame that they're not in it. Yeah, I mean, they haven't been on TV in over a year, I guess. But uh, it's uh, we're almost over a year, whatever. But it sucks because I liked using Blake and Murphy. Um, and hopefully, I mean, I have doubts about any of their like entrance like themes and stuff being in it, but... Hopefully it is, and hopefully people make good, created versions of them. Yeah. Another one that doesn't make sense to me being out is Brian Pillman. Uh, I liked using him with uh, Stunning Steve. I mean, talking about blondes. Yeah, talking about tag teams, the Dudley Boys. Which, Um, like, I mean, Bubba Ray's not. They they retired. Bubba Ray went to Ring of Honor. Yeah, that's true. Devon works for the company, so it sucks. Yeah. It's like we, uh, we we wanted the Dudley Boys back in the WWE video game for so long, and they were there for one year. And yeah, I, I wish that they all be included at some point. Uh, Jack Swagger, understandable. Makes, yes, he makes sense. Mr. McMahon is gone. Makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, New uh, Age Outlaws. Oh, sorry. McMahon could still be in as a uh, manager, but even still, that doesn't make sense as to why. Yeah, he's not uh, a playable character. New Age Outlaws, which Billy uh, Gunn was released. Yeah, um, um, but he made it into last year's game still. So, I, and I, then, I don't understand why New Age Outlaws aren't aren't in it. I don't know. Then you have Stardust and Simon Gotch. Both make sense. Yeah, uh, it, it's just unfortunate. Hopefully, some of these people like Aries, Eva Marie. I would, I would love to be in the game. Uh, and Blake and Murphy, I think, it feel like is a shame. Uh, shame, you know. Yeah. Especially because it's not like they're inactive. I mean, they are inactive right now, but it's not like they've been released or they've been downgraded or anything. It's just been they've been hit with the injury plagues. And uh, well, I mean, I don't. I mean, they also just weren't being used. That's true. I mean, they after really, I think after uh, Alexa they, Bliss, yeah, after they split, really, they just they did like the anything you can do, I can do better thing, and then yeah, they split from Bliss, and then they did the uh, back and forth with each other, and that was it. One of them got injured, and they WWE never did anything with the other one. But Buddy Murphy will be on uh, Total Divas, so. Yeah. Um, some of the names, like I said before, Cassius Ono, No Way Jose, Peyton Royce, I'm really happy to see in the game. 
And I feel like that's going to be a lot of fun to play with. A lot um, of people are, like, pissed off on the internet, though, because people like Alistair Black didn't make the cut or Hardy Boys didn't make the cut. Uh-huh. But again, Hardy Boys could be downloadable content. Alistair Black could be downloadable content, too. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, he could easily have made it. You just got to wait to find out. I mean, if they my, fit. My hopes for downloadable content is that we will see Hardy Boys, that we'll see Tony Nese, we'll see Drew Gulak, Lince Dorado, uh, we'll see is, Wolfgang, we'll see uh, Pete Dunn. I was going to say, it's British Strong Style and all of them in there? No, so hopefully there's going to be like a, a, a DLC pack with them in it. I, I could only assume that they're going to be included. I mean, you have Jack Gallagher, and if they are doing the the uh, the creating the game at the same time as Jack Gallagher getting brought up, it's about the same time as Tyler Bate, who was champion and everything. I can't see them being left out. Yeah, but especially Gallagher, with how Gallagher over before. What's that? Gallagher was there before Bate and them. Gallagher was a cruiserweight classic. Oh yeah. You're, you're mixing the two No, it wasn't. Yeah. I forgot all about the Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah. With Gallagher being a part of it. So it's which, like... Which makes it a shame that Nice isn't involved. Yeah. But hopefully um, Tony Nice will be DLC, though. It, like, there's no reason why he shouldn't be in. He was on Raw, like, every single week. Yeah. I'm, I, who, I'm, who picks these rosters? I have no idea. Is it like, I'm curious if it's the video game company or if Triple H has any involvement or if no, there's any WWE persona that has an involvement in the selection of the names. It's probably like, I don't know. I, I couldn't even guess who, but yeah, I, I well, just hope, all, I mean, you got to have somebody for DLC. So hopefully it's like, oh, let's, let's not put Tony Nese and these guys in and then we'll make them pay for it later. Yeah. With the I mean, deluxe hopefully... edition, I already paid the extra 30 bucks or whatever. So I'm hopeful that they actually have a few, like multiple DLCs. I know you, you said that they usually don't, right? Or they never have. What do you mean? DLC wise. I remember last time I said like, I wish that they would have another one or another. They, they announce one season pass and then that's it. They're not going to go in and, put more out yeah that's the thing i wish that they would do like you can't go in and add you can't have like i mean with other video games don't you have additions where you just pay the five dollars or whatever ten dollars and they upgrade the video game but that's like depends on what game it is i mean i feel like you can do that with this now but then there's no reason to buy next year i mean but then that means that they have to step it up for next year no I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to be buying a video game based off of Aleister Black's inclusion or exclusion. Some people do that. I, I can't. But like normally, imagine. normally you get like a Legends pack. Normally you get a Rising Stars pack. Normally there's a, uh, I don't know what else. Yeah, there's but I feel like there should pack. be multiple packs. There are multiple packs within the season pass. They just oh, okay. it all at once. Okay, so so there could still be how many characters included? I mean, there could be 20, there could be 30, who knows? What is the least? The least? Number that could be included. Um, that we've seen in the past, you know? Like, from previous years, have we only seen, like, four DLCs? No. Or? I think there's always been at least maybe 15, 
Okay, so there's still a good amount of wrestlers that can be included from legends to current roster. Like those add up. What like do you mean? Let's let's say like Nice. Okay. Um, Gulak, Dorado, Alistair Black, Alistair Black, Hardys, Hardys. So McIntyre, we're on six right maybe now, seven. Uh, the British guys turns into eleven. Wait, British? I have ten off of like that. Don, Don Wolfgang. Oh, Wolfgang. All right, eleven. Um. Um. Let's see. Uh, we're at eleven. Else. Yeah, I don't know who else. Uh, um, I was hoping Bob Backlund would make it in as a manager. Maybe he will be, but all right. You want to put that as twelve? No, I just wanted to like because I don't. If he's not going to be in as a manager for Darren Young, then yeah. All right. So even with what we have right there. We have 11. I mean, there's still a few more spots because off the top of our head, we can't come up with uh, anyone else, really. Uh, Almas should be should have been in it. Okay, so that's 12. So, But who knows? We'll find yeah. out when we find out with the downloadable content. I wish we had an insider on video games, you know? Like that worked with the company that could let us know. As if I ever play these games. Yeah. You know, that's the problem. I would love to play these games, but I just, I wouldn't, I have an addictive personality when it comes to video gaming and it would just, I would never leave it. It's just too much. It's too enjoyable. But so moving on to some independent yeah. wrestling results taking place on the 1st of September. I believe in wrestling, believe 145 at the team vision dojo in Florida. Colby Carino. Defeated Jason Dugan. Uh, you also had Carlos Ga uh, Carlos Gabriel pick up the victory over Andrew Merlin. Aria Blake and Mila Naniki, Naniki defeated Casey Lennox and Miss Hannah. You got Chase Ranch pick up the victory over Mike Austin. Dion James picked up the victory over Faris Hakim. AWA Florida Tag Team titles on the line. Chico Adams and Mike Paro picked the victory over Johnny Vandal and Tyrannus. And, which became new uh, champions. To, yes, to become the new champions. And the SCW Florida Heavyweight Championship was on the line. Champion Aaron Epic successfully retaining that title against Axe Clover. Yeah, so I believe in wrestling taking place at the Vision Dojo. Everyone should be checking them out, giving them a follow on Twitter, and supporting them. In Reseda, California, on the 1st, on the 2nd, on the 3rd of September, you had Christmas in Reseda. PWG Bola. Yeah. Night one, they had first round matches. Desmond Xavier defeated Brian Cage. You had Marty Skrull pick up the victory over Morgan Webster. Ray Phoenix defeated Ray Horace. Chosen Bros, Jeff Cobb and Matt Riddle pick up the victory over Donovan Dijak and Keith Lee. This is uh, Dijak's debut. Also not a, uh, not a match for Bola. Yeah. Uh, you had Penta El Zero Miedo defeating Matt Seidel. Sabre Jr. picked up the victory over Jonah Rock. I'll let it slide. You had Ricochet defeating <laughs> Flatima. Yeah, a lot of uh, PWG debuts. Or Flamita? Uh, Flamita? Yeah. 
But a lot of w, uh, w, uh, PWG debuts on this event, which is always nice, especially because PWG is uh, – it's not Ring of Honor, but it is a level of competition that you know that like you're excited to watch. And they get a lot of exposure and they – usually a lot of wrestlers that do get picked up or noticed, like the next big thing does end up going through PWG. So it's nice to see a lot more names float through there. Speaking of that – First round match from the night two, Donovan Dijak defeated Trevor Lee. Yeah, yeah, Sammy Guevara picked the victory over Joey Janela. Travis Banks defeated Mark Haskins. Um, the leaders of the new school, uh, new school, picked the victory over Matt Seidel and Ricochet. A first round match, Jeff Cobb defeated Sammy Callahan. Matt Riddle picked up the victory over Michael Elgin. Keith Lee defeated Walter. And the Elite picked up the victory over Flamita Penta Sierra El Penta El Zero Miedo. Ah, that M. Why that M? Uh, Penta Sierra Miedo. Still wrong, but whatever. And Ray Phoenix. The third night of Bola for the quarterfinals, you had Ricochet defeating Desmond Xavier. Yeah, Travis Banks picked up the victory over Marty Skrull. Keith Lee defeated Donovan Dijak. Ray Phoenix picked up the victory over Zack Sabre Jr. The Jeff Cobb defeated Sammy Guevara. Uh, Matt Riddle picked the victory over... Oh, okay, redemption time. <laughs> Penta El Sierra Miedo. Still wrong, but whatever. Ah! It's Cero. Cero, Cero. Penta El Cero, Miedo. Yeah, and for starting the semifinal matches, Ricochet defeated Travis Banks. Oh, hold on one moment. The Skype just sent me all the way up for some reason. Okay, all right, here we go. Lee defeated Ray Phoenix. Jeff Cobb defeated Matt Riddle. Uh, you had a non-bola non match. Chuck Taylor teamed up with Flamita, Joey Janela, and Mark Haskins, and Morgan Webster to defeat um, Brian Cage, Jonah Rock, Sammy Callahan, Trevor Lee, and Walter. Yeah, and just to say, uh, just to add to everything, the semifinal matches look unbelievable. The final match, dude. Rick first of all, not even the final yet. Jeff Cobb versus Matt Riddle looked insane. I I only saw bits and pieces, but obviously me too. But yeah, I mean, but what do you think about these the final comp competitors? I'm a fan of who it came down to. Yes, it came I, down to Jeff Cobb, Keith Lee, and Ricochet. I think that it would have been a little bit weird if Dijak was in there, just because usually, like, I feel like the people that were PWG PWG like uh, renowned, like Kevin Owens, people like that. You could go into the finals, and then you could have a speech at the end. Well, with Dijak, it doesn't really fit in to have a speech at PWG. So I'm okay with him not being in there. I'm surprised that Zack Sabre Jr. didn't make it to the semis. Consider that he was former champion. But, yeah. And then in a final match, Ricochet picked up the victory over Jeff Cobb and Keith Lee. Uh, Keith Lee eliminated Jeff Cobb, and then Ricochet taking out Keith Lee. I go back and forth with these this final. I would have loved to see Jeff Cobb or Keith Lee picked up the victory. Would you agree? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, at this point in, in Ricochet's career, it's not really necessary to to win Bola. 
It's not like a bad thing though. No, no, no. But I, it's it's not a bad thing at all. Um, it's like, but, we don't, like it, it, we don't see him ever going to WWE. It's not like a statistic that matters for WWE. But what do you I mean, mean? At least I don't ever see him going to WWE. Like it, what do you, mean, you were who? saying, like, oh, Kevin Owens could have retired afterwards, so such and such, or like not retired, but given his so long, as opposed to Dijak being in there. Uh huh. Like it doesn't like necessarily matter. Like it's not like a huge accomplishment for like it's not a stepping stone for WWE. Like they don't look I, for a winner of Bola. I think that it, it definitely. I think it's recognition, though. But it's not like but a, not, it's not a requirement. They're not like, oh, who won oh, no. Bola this year? Not, Let's go sign that person. Not at all. But Bola, usually the people that are in the semifinals and stuff, these are the guys that you're going to start seeing picked up and signed with – not signed, but picked up in a lot more independence. It may get put all over on the UK at uh, some of the UK bigger – like uh, progress and stuff, you know? Like I feel like this is a stepping stone – to other outlets because now like in the UK, people are going to be like, Oh yeah, no, I saw them on PWG. Let's bring them. I want to bring them over. Like, I, I think that it could be a stepping stone in that fashion, not really WWE, but in a fashion where it could bring you a little bit more bookings for independence. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So that is all the outside the ring news and independence and everything. And let's – oh, Elk, do we have any upcoming? Uh, no. All right. Wait, but there, there is the PWI 500 there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, PWI 500, they released their list. Um, and some First of, of all, I don't care about this list in general. I, I don't either. And I think that the list is so – like I feel like the, so many people do hold it in high regard. Which and I feel no bad sense. because then, like, yeah, yeah, makes no so sense. many, pe- yeah, so many people bash it, and they're like, "Oh yeah, no, I was number three hundred and twenty-three on the list." It's like, and, and then, it also doesn't make sense. It's like, oh, like Okada, the first Japanese superstar named at at number one, but then it's like this list doesn't mean anything. It doesn't matter. No, it, it doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. It, don't get me wrong. This used to mean something, but only it. <laughs> When I was younger, it meant yeah, something because it, really... well, well, because the only reason I say that it meant something, it wasn't in regards to who's, it wasn't in regards to who's better than whoever. It was more in a relation to these, this top ten are the people that I have to try to remember their names and know who they are. But back then, we didn't have internet, you know, right. like so. This was really the only outlet that you can find. You can read about these top wrestlers. That otherwise you would have no idea were out there, and now because of the outlet, I mean, that's still is- still though like you read number four ninety nine. I mean four four fifty through five hundred. It's like, do I know these people? Well, I always liked it because I would go through the four fifty to five. Like I would always go through it, and I would see like, do I recognize any of these names? No, have they teamed up with anybody that I that I recognize? And I've always gotten a kick out of like checking them out and stuff, but that was before the internet, you know, before the internet where I, where you didn't know any of these people that were really on the list. And the only way that you found out about them was through WWE or WCW. 
But I mean, I, so that's why I used to hold it in high regard. But now that they have the internet and we're also in tune with uh, the workings of it, kind of. I mean, it's, it's just really, it's just stupid that like they don't even include women on the list. I agree. I was going to bring that up too. I'm happy that you did. I. It's like, oh, no, we separate... we have our own. We have, we put out 50 women, the top 50 women. That's better yeah. than being on a combined list of 500. Wrong. Uh, so I. Like I, I just. Yeah, they have the separate list, but if you're going to start having in these intergender matches and talking about. Every like with glow and stuff, I think it's time that you include women in this PWI 500. I mean, so out of men, you can list 500 pro wrestlers out there. Yeah, but you know who would you know who would make the top ten or something is some random thing like Ronda Rousey. Oh yeah, probably PWI would just be. They, I could just see them doing something like that. But I definitely think that they should include like some of these female wrestlers that are some a good amount of them are doing better than a, a lot of the men out there yeah you know like it's a shame that they don't get respected and held on the same level yeah. especially in pro wrestling where there really is in my mind there really is no boundary to or separation between uh intergender uh matches and everything you know like they should all be as comparable um, but some of the things to make note, like Okada number one. So then these are the – it's Okada, AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns at number four. I mean I would assume that this is maybe just because of his defeating The Undertaker. Uh, Kenny Omega, Nakamura, uh, Samoa Joe, Ambrose, Rude, Miz, Evan Neville. Like <laughs> – just a random club. Like, how did Neville get to 11? I, don't get me wrong. The guy is so talented. But how did he get that? Like, I would never expect PWI 500 to be like, you know what? Number 11 should be Neville. Like, I would never expect them to do something like that, you know? Yeah, I, don't know. I would expect a – I wouldn't expect a cruiserweight to be uh, there. Um, and then Samoa Joe, I've never – I don't know. I've never been too impressed with. But I guess people are. Like, uh, really, though, like, if you're doing a, a PWI top 500 wrestler list, within the top 10 here, Asuka 100% could have been in this list. Yeah. There's no reason why she shouldn't be. They're like, I oh, mean, but she's number one on the women's list. If there's even a women's list. I don't know when that comes out, but. No clue. I mean, I, I'm just very surprised by some of these. Um, and then you have just like some of our like the people that we recognize, like Ryder, he's at 173. Kevin Matthews is at 221. Hawkins, 223. Nice that Hawkins like, and uh, KM are. But it doesn't make sense. Like Hawkins lost over 100 matches. <laughs> like what? <laughs> what are these based on? I don't understand. I, you ready for this one? Dijak isn't listed. You you know the the same guy that just got signed by WWE and had the entire article on him and wrestled for PWG. He's not apparently he's not top five hundred caliber wrestler. I don't know if WWE knew this when they signed him, but <laughs> I I it's too bad nobody told Vince McMahon that. I'm sorry, this near seven foot wrestler who's been wrestling all over the place. 
he's 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 not top five hundred though. You'd like uh, wanna... give me give me the PWI five hundred list. <laughs> I need to see who I'm gonna sign. Yeah, like and then Alex Reynolds not listed, Johnny Silver, like a bunch of names being omitted from this list where you're just like You see uh you see Gibbs made Botchamania, by the way. No, I didn't see, but I could only imagine what it's for. Well, I mean, you obviously. <laughs> I mean, obviously, yeah. For that Strowman spot. Yeah, but yeah, uh, we don't hold PWI in high regard. It's a joke, um, and yeah, I, I especially because the fact that why do you have to? Why do they even produce it in a magazine anymore? Do people actually read pro wrestling magazines anymore? I mean. I don't like, know. I I just recently bought a WWE magazine that came out. Wait, WWE magazine? They had like a special edition that I went and oh, like tracked down at a store to get. I was gonna say I thought that they stopped all that. Yeah, they did, which sucks, but Yeah. But And then just one more thing that we forgot to mention during the outside the ring news is that WWE announced this week that they are, for the first time ever, uh, broadcasting live on Christmas Day for Monday Night Raw and New Year's Day for for Monday Night Raw. Yeah, that's... And the internet, like, blew up and, like, completely got pissed off at WWE, but, I mean, like, I'd be I'd be pumped to go on either of those shows to, to now, watch. I, as a outsider, I, uh, I, I'm very torn with this because, one, you're taking these wrestlers away from their families. On, on Christmas and on, I mean, you can get into the entire religious aspect as to like why is Christmas different from all these other ones, but we're not going to go there. But it's it's just wild that like to take like even New Year's Eve, it, it's a nice time to be with the family and everything like that, bring in the New Year. But now they're going to be doing this, which on the other hand I understand too because you you are a company, you can make profit. And These people, people are like, under who's going to be going to a WWE show on Christmas day and Christmas a, and New Year's. A lot day. of people. They used to have shows on Christmas day and stuff. So it's like, I don't know. I think a lot of people will be at it's these like shows. And like I think real, first of all, going to a WWE show with your family is a really nice thing to do. Going on Christmas should be like even like even more so a nice thing to do. No? I think so. I think it would be fun. I think something nice that WWE can do to kind of uh, soften this is to invite the families of the pro wrestlers to the event too and then maybe after do a little uh, an optional Christmas dinner together, you know? An or a new Or like, you well, better I mean, show not, up like, to that dinner. <laughs> <laughs> or like New Year's Eve, like bringing the New Year's Eve together, you know, like something like family, like this is like you, yeah, you have your family outside of work, but this is, we travel every single day together. This is our family. Let's put all of our families together and celebrate. I think that that could be a way to soften it a little bit. Let's, um, let's rent out a, a smaller arena and host everybody's family also. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's... You can you can argue both ways, you know. You could easily argue both ways, dude. And then there's rumors about the January eighth show, January eighth, two thousand eighteen, Monday Night Raw being from Madison Square Garden. 
I will mark out if that comes to fruition. I would absolutely lose. I would be so happy for that. I I would be very excited for that. Uh, if I was around, if I was home, yeah, I would consider going. Um, but that would be so amazing if they finally went back to Monday Night Raw. There's also rumblings of them going to be at Nassau Coliseum. Well, that's not – who cares about that? That's like – Well, I think they've that – They've already it, been back to the Coliseum. That's true. That's true. It's a little different than Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Madison well, of course. Square I mean, Garden, the, the last yeah, show – The last like show – I give you a nonchalant – yeah. Yeah, no, it is a big difference. The last show that they aired at Madison Square Garden was that house show – uh, in October 2015 where they had Brock Lesnar versus Big Show where I thought we were going to get an actual good match out of the two of them uh, which it started out as a good match and then it turned completely one-sided and Brock Lesnar was Brock Lesnar. But uh, previous to that was Survivor Series 2011 Rock and Cena versus Miz and R-Truth. Yeah. So, fingers are crossed for a January 8th edition of Monday Night Raw, live from the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden. Right now, we are going to take a break, and we will be right back here on Marking Out. What up? It's the Friday Night Delight, FKA John Morrison, and you're listening to Marking Out. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out, episode 344. Moving on to some sports entertainment, Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. Kicked off right off the bat with John Cena defeating Jason Jordan. Um, I, I enjoyed this match. It was a nice technical match. It was it was nice that it wasn't so one-sided and it felt like a U.S. Open Challenge match of Cena's. Uh-huh. Um, I thought that the reversal that Jason Jordan got out of the STF and locked in that crossface, I liked that. Yeah, they had the, a lot of nice chain wrestling. The double Northern Lights suplex by Jason Jordan was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, uh, they're going to have to do something big with Jason Jordan to continue to help build him because that angle stuff was hot garbage. Yeah, they have to see, they have to try to make the best out of this right now and just... I, I don't understand. It's it, funny. It, it was it's, just a weak way to bring him over to SmackDown, you know? To Raw. I mean, yeah, to Raw. It's, just funny, it's funny, though, because it's like John Cena gets booed, and then Jason Jordan comes out, and he gets booed. They're going to have to do something here. Yeah. But after this match, Roman Reigns came out and called Cena for, like, called him out for being, like, for not being able to defeat Jason Jordan right away. Took him like 20-something minutes. Yeah, which, saying a uh, rookie's giving him a run for his money. It's weird in this feud, though, that there's no clear-cut heel. But, I, yeah. And, I mean, I, in, my, in, my, in my mind, it's always Reigns. Reigns is the um, heel to me. And it's funny. It's like sometimes I'm just like ready to like mark out because little, little bits and pieces sometimes when Cena's cutting these promos recently – Feels like he's about to break into the Doctor of Thugonomics. I feel like he has uh, on occasion. But I mean, he, last he really week during, hasn't, that entire, during that promo last week, I definitely feel like he's he hit the Thugonomics. But I, he doesn't, and it's like 
like it's almost there. It's like a broken Matt Hardy, and it's like almost, but not not quite. Yeah. But and I thought it was hilarious that uh, Roman Reigns' comment when John Cena's like, "You come out here, your flies down." Yeah, that was pretty funny. Rain, Reigns goes broke, you know, big dog. <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so looking forward to more of these promos. Up next, you had Cesaro and Sheamus defeat Heath Slater and Rhino, uh, where Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins were both on commentary. I could have done without the match. Not, yeah, not much happened. It was just, uh, I enjoyed what was what the action of the match was, but it, it just showed showcased... Cesaro and Sheamus here. That's what, I mean, as it should, though. Yeah, that's what the match was meant for. So, And it's crazy that they're like, honestly, Sheamus and Cesaro, they're a really good tag team. Yeah, I, I love that they are. They, they ended up being paired off together. And it's it, it, they're always enjoyable to watch, you know? Could have done without the best of, like, 80, but... Yeah, <laughs> 79 would have been okay. Yeah, but... Uh, I'm I'm very much so enjoying them as a tag team. I agree with you. Uh, next up, you had the Miz, the IC champion, defending against Jeff Hardy, picking up the victory, defeating Jeff Hardy. Uh, Axel got in, uh, interfered a little bit. Well, first then the of all, first of all, wait, wait, wait. first of all, Bo Dallas it distracted the referee. Then Curtis mm-hmm. Axel pushed Jeff Hardy off the top rope. Matt ran over to beat up Curtis Axel. Dallas escaped. Matt Hardy before he even got hit with the twist of fate. And it wasn't just the Mr. Raj that got banned from ringside. It was Matt Hardy as well. Yes. Um, I, I like the ending, though, uh, where Miz reversed the twist of fate into the skull-crushing finale. My only thing that I didn't understand was Maurice's, Maurice's yeah. actions in the match. When Jeff Hardy <laughs> went up for the swanton and she, like, touched Miz's, like, she shook Miz's hand, like... Well, mm. What is that doing? Like waking him up or something? Or maybe? I uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't understand it fully, but the Miz did retain. It was a good match. Yeah, um, it could have like, went either way. It was like a throwback to 2007. Yeah, and it, it definitely I could have easily seen uh, Jeff Hardy picking up the victory. But I'm happy that's not the case because uh, Miz is really breaking through on that streak. I think as of today, he passed um, – oh, whose reign did he pass? Honky Tonk Man, I think. Right, Honky Tonk. I, I'm almost certain. I think Honky Tonk. He passed Razor Ramon last week. He passed uh, – I forget who else last week. Razor um... – he surpassed a few people already, but he has been very impressive since his uh, title victory. But yeah, next up you had it was it was, it was Razor Ramon, it uh-huh. was Tito Santana, and Miz will be passing Honky Tonk Man pretty soon. It says right now it's four forty nine, uh huh, and Honky Tonk Man is four fifty four. I don't know how updated this list is though. I don't know. Because I, I thought when I counted last Monday that it was... Oh, maybe it's next Friday that it's going to be. Mm. Or something like that. So he's got Honky yeah. Tonk Man's record at 454, and then Don Morocco's is 551. I don't... I mean, probably won't surpass that. As well as Pedro Morales, who's at number one 
at six mm-hmm. six nineteen. Yeah. I always want to say six one nine when you see those numbers. Well, still impressive. Uh, next up, you had the two hundred five spotlight. Cedric Alexander, Enzo Amore, and Grand Metalik picked up the victory over Drew Gulak, Tony Nisa, and Noam Dar. Uh, that back elbow from Cedric Alexander looks sick. He did a back elbow to I think Noam Dar, and it just looked so awesome. The and it looked spring. No, 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 no. Um, it was just like a rolling elbow oh. or a, a back elbow. I forgot what happened. It was like some chain wrestling, and to break up the chain wrestling, he rocked him with a back elbow with his left elbow, and I was just like, oh. Like, the, it, it looks stiff. The bigger takeaway from here is that Enzo cheated again. He poked Drew Gulak in his eyes to win. And what about, he like, his dives to the outside just not impressive. They look like just as good as Abby Leif's uh, dive to the outside. Like, really not too impressed with his dives even. Uh, I guess they're going to continue this cheating gimmick, though, as he cheated on 205 Live also to become number one contender for the Cruiserweight Championship. They had a fatal five-way elimination match, and Cedric Alexander pins Grand Metallic. Enzo gets back into the match and uh, rolls Cedric up and, and uses the trunks. Yeah. So, which, by the way, that match was really good. If you uh, go to 205 Live, watch the main event. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, check it out. Up uh, next, next, Finn yeah. Balor was out there cutting a promo uh, about wanting to become Intercontinental Champion and how Bray Wyatt cut that short by eliminating him last week, not even being in the match. Uh, and then Bray Wyatt appeared and challenged him to a match at No Mercy. But, like, I, this, like, blew me away because the roles are now, like, the roles are reversed. What do you mean? Well, we'll never. I don't think we're ever going to get any mention of Extreme Rules ever again. Where Bray Wyatt's like, I'm going after every single person that cost me my opportunity to become WWE Universal Champion. Okay. Now all of a sudden you got Finn Balor saying, "You cost me my opportunity at being WWE Intercontinental Champion." It's like the roles are just reversed, where instead of it's Bray talking about Extreme Rules and the Universal Championship, it's Finn Balor talking about Monday Night Raw and the IC title. Yeah. So. I My whole disappointment with this is that the entire thing of I'm calling you out, like I want this and this, and then he's like, Balor's like, don't be careful what you wish for. I, I embrace my demon because sometimes I am a demon, and I'm like, wait, what? hold hold up, hold up. We just, we, yeah. we just lost that entire aspect of the, the aura that is the demon at SummerSlam. I mean, we, we got that and everything, but why are we going to continue with this? Uh, what is this going to, is this going to, the only thing I can think of is that we see the demon again outside of SummerSlam. Because if we don't get the demon unless, out of, Dude, unless they're going to like, I don't, unless they mention Extreme Rules, I this really, I don't. The same thing I feel like happened with Rollins, though, when he went after Rollins. Yeah. Where it's like he had the match, I think, and then he, like, again had more matches with him. It's just unfortunate that this is what's become of, of former former champions. Like, now they are just stuck in the, in the waiting. 
Like it's just awful that this is what it's come down to. It's repetitive promos and it's going to end up being repetitive matches. And hopefully they didn't put themselves in a bind where they will have to do the demon more often. Because that's what I think it's going to lead to is that their next match, how are you not going to not going to have the demon appear again with all of this talking about calling him out and uh, I embrace him because I am I become one. If he doesn't become the demon again, what is it leading to? Maybe it'll be like one of those takeover entrances where like he had other demons with him. It could definitely be. I and mean, like, he, like be- he could just have like another demon with him and then it's like he's just regular Finn Balor there. Would you be okay if the demon was used more often now? I like it probably shouldn't be, but does it ruin that much though? Realistically, does it ruin the see I don't I don't know. I don't think that it would ruin seeing the demon alive. No, I don't think it does, but I don't like it doesn't it's not a thing that's necessary. Uh-huh. So We'll find out, but earlier in the night, there was a backstage segment with uh, Emma and Nia Jax, both wanting title shots, and Kurt Angle made them a team uh, to face Alexa Bliss and Sasha Banks, and if they were to win, they would get added to the match at no mercy, making it a fatal four-way. I'm totally fine with that. Which Emma and Nia Jax picked up the victory over Alexa Bliss and Sasha Banks. Yeah. Um, and I enjoyed post- I enjoyed this here. Yeah, and then post-match, Emma... Emma, Emma tagged herself in. Nia Jax hits the leg drop, and uh, Emma gets in the ring and, and wins the match. So it's like her win streak continues. So I'm hoping this could lead to Emma becoming champion at no mercy, and then... If that happens, hopefully the the rain will be like lengthy and meaningful. I there I has don't to know. Be, there has to be a reason why there there she's she was on a losing streak and then now she's on a winning streak. So I have to see it to believe it. Right. Well, How's that? I'm not going to dismiss Emma as champion. I am not going to dismiss it at all. But I have to see it to believe it. You know, I have to experience it before I actually say, "Oh yeah, no, she would stink as a champion." I don't or think she would stink her time, as a champion. I just like, but like, it's like her time's not now, or she's gonna fall as a champion. Like, um, no, I think like, her time like, like, so, needs many, to be like so many champions in the past have fallen because they didn't have anything. I'm not gonna say any of that. I'm open to it. What do you mean that they haven't had anything? What do you mean? You said champions have fallen because they haven't had anything. Like they haven't had uh, good storylines or anything uh, to involve them. Oh, like um, so I'm not going to rule it out. I would love to see Nia Jax win, but maybe Nia Jax. Not I don't know. I like as of right now, the people that like are in WWE that like haven't been champion yet that 100 percent should have been champion in either NXT or. On the main roster, Emma is one of them, and Summer Rae is the other. I was going to disagree with you if she said Nia Jax. No. But, all right. Nia I, Jax, I don't believe, needs the title. I, I don't think that she – I don't think she was ready for the title at NXT. And I, I, I think that when she first came up, she wasn't ready. No. But 100% Emma and 100% Summer Rae. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. 
Up next, you had the Shield, uh, not being called the Shield, taking on and defeating the club. Cesaro and Sheamus uh, came out before the match. Uh, and then they also tried to distract Ambrose and Rollins, I guess, or maybe yeah. Rollins and the referee. But it led to Seth Rollins tossing Carl Anderson into Cesaro and then rolling him up to win. Which it's yeah. basically just a shield showcase match. Very much like Cesaro Sheamus versus Heath Slater and Rhino. I agree. Although the one thing that I couldn't quite comprehend yet is why what happened after took place. Where the shield, um, another shield, uh, Cesaro and Sheamus were facing the shield and they got tossed out of the ring by the club. And then they went in and brawled with the club. Yeah. So that should be an interesting thing to look forward to, I guess. I guess something with Samus and Cesaro, the club and Shield together. It's it's there's so much that can go on. Main event for Monday Night Raw. You had Braun Strowman defeating Big Show inside of a steel cage. Uh, these two, I think, continue to kill it in their matches. Uh, and I, I really don't think we needed this match. Like, we've already seen... We've already seen that Strowman go toe-to-toe with Big Show. I, I think... I don't know why they did it. And, but I, I mean, it was still, I guess, to make him... To build him up as a bigger monster against Brock Lesnar? I guess so. I mean, I was fine with the match, too. No, I'm fine with it as well. I enjoyed the match. I think uh, even though the cage was there with uh, Big Show climbing up to the top rope, doing that elbow drop, it's still super impressive to see that. Yeah, they were working really well on the turnbuckle and the top rope throughout the entire match. Yeah, I don't know with uh without the cage, I don't know when we've seen Big Show hit how many times we've seen him hit a, a top rope elbow drop. I know we were there once to see it. I mean, he we've seen him he's done it a few times. I couldn't find any other clips except for Survivor Series 2011 against Mark Henry. Yeah, he he's hit the the, the, top the rope, other uh, the other uh, elbow the drops that I've seen from Big Show were from the second rope. Oh, okay. So I don't know if I don't know if like if he's climbed up outside of Survivor Series and outside of Monday Night Raw this past week. Well, I I think that it was still impressive, I, especially where he there was one point where he fell off the top rope and he both, uh, rode the top the top. They both actually did. he fell off the turnbuckle and rode the top rope. I thought that was. Then did they both fall off after? I don't know. And then Strowman fell off into the same spot. But I don't think we've ever seen Big Show in that kind of an aspect. We could have. But it was good. I mean, I, the one thing I didn't like is where they did this superplex and they're like, oh, just so you know, uh, they had to double reinforce. They did, though. The, there was like other reinforcements, I think, around the ring. Unless I was just seeing things. I don't we know. We had to double reinforce the ring because, you know, a.k.a. we didn't well, set the ring Because the it. last time, the last time the ring collapsed. It just so happens to be that the ring didn't have the LED ring post that night. It was was predictable, but it was still, I guess, fun to see. Um, But Braun Strowman hits Big Show with a huge power slam to win. And afterwards, basically calls out Lesnar. He's like, that's your fate at no mercy. And then he picked Big Show up for another power slam. Slams him through the cage. 
straight through there. Which I thought was hilarious uh, because it, it was like, come on. That's like. I, I liked it. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't I, mind I liked it. the slant. I like the power slam through the cage. I didn't mind it, but like, come on, that's like so set up. Of of course, but like that's super set up. Like at least make it look like, I don't know, make it look like more than one panel falls or something. I don't know. Uh, you can if if more than one panel falls, then the other side starts to fall, and that's uh, audience. How side. is that true? I don't. Because it's all connected. The corners are connected with through each other. If if anything but the middle falls down. Then that's going to take down a side that has the fans on the other side. You can't do that. Well, Brock Lesnar threw a door at someone, so you can't. <laughs> well, all right. So that was Monday Night Raw. Let's talk about some SmackDown kicking off with Carmella and Ellsworth uh, in ring, and then you know what? I did not expect the next part. Yeah, they got interrupted by Kevin Owens. Uh, where he announced he was going to be the special guest referee for their mat for his for her match against Natalia, uh, and then Shane came out and said Kevin Owens is definitely not about to be the referee for that, <laughs> and uh, then they they ended up uh, getting personal. Kevin Owens just laying into his family, saying how he should have been done. They, they said he would have been better off. Uh, dead. Not yeah, not surviving the helicopter. Yeah, better off dead, and that his family would be better off. And Shane, like, Shane said, "Don't mention my family." Kevin Owens kept pushing it, and they ended up brawling. And Kevin Owens, uh, Shane McMahon got the better of Kevin Owens, and uh, Shane McMahon did initiate. He, he did snapped. start the brawl. He snapped. Yeah, and Daniel he went all Bryan and the, Daniel Bryan and the officials had to pull Shane off. And uh, then later backstage, Kevin Owens threatened to sue Shane McMahon. Yeah, he was very upset. But he he I don't know, like he mentioned that, but he said that he was going to serve justice, like his justice, you know? So when he mentioned that, like I didn't see him as like actually like I saw it as him kind of issuing his Didn't he actually say I'm going to sue WWE or sue Shane McMahon? I think he mentioned he did mention something like that, but then he brought up how he was going to uh, uh, pretty much deal with it. Regardless, which is one prowrestlingtees.com slash marking out, I cannot wait for their match. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Uh, but uh, it's led into the non-title match of Natalia taking on and picking up the victory over Carmella. Nice spot in there where James Ellsworth gets on the ring on the ring apron with the briefcase and then unintentionally drops it in the ring. For, Referee is confused. He's like, like to oh. me, it looked like he was like a hundred percent trying to cash in. I I think that he I don't know. I think he may like, have did he maybe to... just drop it by mistake? I don't know. I, I mean I think that he just dropped it by mistake, but I liked it. It was something new. I liked it. Yeah, it was so intentional, but it caused a distraction. Carmella got pissed, handed it back to him, and said no. And then uh, Natty picked up the victory. I kind of like it, but I also like the aspect that it showed Carmella is actually a big threat to Natalia's title reign, even without that briefcase, because she nearly beat Natalia, the champion, that yeah. night without and, uh, cash. And then after Carmella yelled at James Ellsworth and told him they were through, which was super random, 
Um, but later on, he apologized, and she said that they're going to be doing things her way now. She kissed him and then slapped him in the face. Yeah, I feel like that's very Alicia Fox, though, right? Didn't she do the same thing? Uh, similar, but I guess like they're not they're not making her out to be crazy. They're making Carmella out to be like, this is my house. Like, she's the boss. Not to quote Paige or anything, well, yeah. I guess we can't say, my. I mean, my house is Paige, the boss is Sasha. I mean, she's she's doing something. Yeah. She's, <laughs> she's the, I don't know, the, the godfather? Yeah, no, that doesn't Godmother? work. She's the, the part of the pack. No, she's the leader of that. No. I don't know. She's doing something. Yeah. She's doing something. We move from that onto now we're going to, unfortunately, whatever the three debut of Dolph Ziggler was. The evolution of Ziggler. Um, so Ziggler had his big re-debut, came out normal, then went back, did John Cena's entrance, he did Macho Man's entrance, uh, followed by Naomi's entrance. Um, it's like as if Dolph Ziggler's having a breakdown. I don't see it as a but, breakdown. I don't know. And it's I, mean, like, I, I mean, it's still, it's like creative has nothing for him. Yeah, I, I definitely don't see it as him having like a mental breakdown where he's trying all this stuff. I see it more as him poking fun at everyone being like, this is what you really want. Like you guys are idiots. Like all of this stuff is just – this has nothing equivalent to what is going on in the wrestling ring. I could do – have whatever entrance I want and you won't like me. And no it's matter like, how good he, I like, am in the ring. He, like should they have parry, parodied Naomi? I think that it did make some of them look weak. Like it was like, just no, no, like not some of them. It was John Cena, Macho Man, and Naomi. The only one yeah. that made look bad, I think, is Naomi. Well, I, no, no, no. I say some of them because by his verbal some, skills too, not just by acting out, but he's made mention of the spotlights and this and that. Like, he, so he's been attacking more than just those two. Three. He. he those three, but he's put he's attacked verbally more than that. Um, I don't know. I wasn't too impressed. It, it, like it reminded me of like when Charlie Haas was stuck with a gimmick where he was like, oh no, where really? he, I mean, where he was like impersonating every like it seemed yeah, like but, creative has nothing for you. Yeah, but he was doing. Although it I guess that was based was off having of, like that. That was based off of Charlie Haas like not being like. Being a good wrestler, not being being plain, I guess. But he was also, I mean, but wasn't he having a mental breakdown during that time? No. No? Which, by the way, no Shelton Benjamin on this week? I, I guess he can be stopped. But, um, I'm going to kill that. All right. right. Next up, you had English. Pick up the victor over Zane. Um yeah, I don't know what to make of this. Not much really I've happened. Never, I don't think I've ever seen anybody outside of like in AAA or something get pinned by that sort of a pin in WWE. What I've, you, yeah. What, what do you mean? Uh, where he rolls him up like that, the manner that he performed it, and I've never seen anybody really complete that. I don't know. I feel like we have. I don't know. All right. Anything but it seems it that? seems like the only thing like for the next few years, like the most we'll see Sami Zayn do in WWE is like just be a former NXT champion. 
Probably. Like, I don't know. But, you know. Let's give it time. Sami More Zayn time. chased Aiden English up the ramp after English tried to do his uh, shtick at the end. But, like, yeah. what? I don't know what they're doing with, like, Zayn. I don't know, man. It's just, like, it's Let's like give that it wide position, time. except not. Let's give it some more time. Uh, See how it plays out. Next, backstage, Usos and New Day met with Daniel Bryan, and the Usos chose a Las Vegas street fight for SmackDown next week for their title defense, which, like, I was so sure their title defense was going to be at Hell in a Cell. I, That's like, what I thought, too. Like, it's, it's a month away from, I think, today. Definitely could have had build up there. To a hell of a cell match for a tag team. Yeah, um, I, I still do hope to see that ha- take place in a tag. Let's, in let's a, see how this cell, plays out with this now. There, you there's, know, there's rumors that there's not even going to be the WWE Championship inside of a Hell in a Cell. It's rumored that it's going to be Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. I don't know who starts those rumors, but the internet's on the. Internet. You know what? If they do do that, I will put money that we're going to see the typical Shane McMahon spot. I don't like I, that. That makes no. It to, for me. It just it doesn't. It's not. The, why is Shane McMahon in a Hell in a Cell again? We just saw it like last year. So yeah, I it's think totally they're just trying to. I think that they're just trying to milk it for what they can milk it for, and I think it's kind of like. I mean, people are still going to buy it, but but speaking uh, of Shane McMahon, during that segment after New Day left, uh, Daniel Bryan got a phone call. And went to the ring, called Shane McMahon out, and he said that Vince McMahon asked him to suspend Shane McMahon indefinitely. And uh, then later on, Daniel Bryan, really closing out SmackDown, told Kevin Owens that Vince McMahon's going to be on SmackDown next week. Yeah. So we got to tune in next week, see what's going to happen with that. Um, Dixie Carter, SmackDown GM. It's happening. Uh-oh. You heard it here first, folks. I, like, I, the one thing I don't want to see is Stephanie McMahon coming in to run the show. Uh-huh. No. I, I kind of feel like that probably could happen. I don't... That boat has sailed. But up next, you had Baron Corbin defeating Ty Dillinger, AJ on commentary for this. Uh, basically, Baron Corbin hitting a cheap shot to Dillinger. Yeah, Dillinger had a good showing in this match, but that cheap. Yeah, shot no, he was he, he was fired up, which I liked seeing that side of him where he was just completely fired up in the beginning, uh, Dillinger. Yeah, but it didn't lead to that much with it because the cheap shot. Yeah, and then but, afterwards, AJ Styles offered Dillinger. He said, uh, "He goes, you know what? The U.S. Open Challenge next week's only open to you." Yeah. So really, it's not an open challenge. I mean, he, he <laughs> did issue an open challenge to Ty Dillinger. Yes, which I can only assume that he will accept. Um, next up, you had, well, I guess uh, there we was spoke a, about that, uh, Nakamura. There was a video package for Bobby Roode oh, on yeah, SmackDown, Bobby Roode. which I think is a terrible start. This is just, like I said last week, what are they doing with Bobby Roode? He's already popular. Why a bit? Why a video package? If they I were going to do a video package, yes, maybe they should have done that and then had him do an in-ring promo. Also, 
You know, I, I don't understand. You have Shelton Benjamin make a big return last uh, two weeks ago. Has his return match last week, not on SmackDown. Bobby Roode debuts two weeks ago. Has a match, not on SmackDown. You know, creative has nothing for you. Makes zero Unfortunately, sense. Unfortunately, but uh, that leads us to our main event of the evening. Nakamura picks up the victory over Randy Orton to become the number one contender for the WWE Championship. Jinder Mahal and the Singh brothers uh, sitting Awful up top seats. in the booth. Awful seats. What, like, sit them ringside. Why would you want a skybox? What are you doing? The, you're, not, you're not even eating food there. Yeah, you always bring that up too. The same point. Like some places it's cool to have a, a, a box, but not at that not that level. I don't know. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't even look like luxurious or anything. Mm, nah. But thank goodness Nakamura won this because, like, I can't say it enough, but I really wish Randy Orton would just go to NXT. I wish he would be moved to NXT. I think he would be way more entertaining there than on the main roster. There's literally nothing left for Randy Orton here. Cena's, like, in the same boat, but I feel like for whatever reason... At least reason, Cena's entertaining, though. I was going to say, I, for whatever reason, whenever Cena's doing something, it just seems fresh. With Cena, Randy I could Orton, watch. It's just I could like the watch. same thing over and over again. With Cena, I could watch his matches and and be engaged in his matches and his promos, and I enjoy it. Especially yeah, Randy because Orton now, is like the same, the same kind of like. Well, the difference is John Cena is not scared to poke fun at himself, and he's not, he's not, he he will poke fun at himself, and he will call out, he will call a spade a spade, and speak about real. He will cater more towards the. IWC and to the the fans, you know, yeah. Where he'll call up Roman, he'll call out Roman Reigns for his inability to cut promos and stuff like the all the stuff that we ramble about. While Randy Orton, he just the same repetitive stuff over yeah. and over again. Like I'm gonna be clockwork. the WWE champion. I said I'm gonna be the WWE champion. Yeah, just clockwork. I think it. I think a hundred percent would do wonders in NXT. Yeah. But that's SmackDown. Moving on to the Mae Young Classic. Uh, you got going down the list. Abby Lath defeated Rachel Evers. Again, I don't buy the ending of this match, but whatever. Yeah, about that. I I don't know what there is to say about it. I was not impressed with this match. Yeah, I don't like fans were like chanting right away, like this is awesome, it seemed. Uh, she like missed that the both dives to the outside. It seemed like she missed. Yeah, I was not a fan of it. Um, um yeah. Next up, yeah, Princesa Suhei picked up the no. She lost to Mercedes Martinez. Um, good showing by Mer- Martinez. Yeah, I would like to see more of her in WWE. I think she's like definitely that dominant uh, ring vet. That yeah, is. she brings that aspect to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Candice LeRae defeated Nicole Savoy. Uh, you had Shayna Baszler. Uh, Baszler picked up victory over Mia Yim. I like, I like the finish of that match. Yeah, 450 into the uh, submission. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Kyrie Sane defeated Bianca Belair. Uh, this was another really good match. There was hair whips. Which, it's like, I don't understand, like... Is it legal? Is it illegal? They Like, they say it's like, it, it because it's on her body, it has to be legal. I, like, 
I don't, I don't know. I I like hair. I wonder if this is going to be something like Lex Luger. Meaning what? With his bionic elbow. Oh, well, you know, does he really they, have a steel plate in his arm? Or? No, I don't think Are so. Are you sure? I thought he did. I think I thought it was just storyline. No, I thought he really did have a steel plate. I don't know. But, like, the way that they, like, played it off, like, he had to wear an elbow pad. Yeah. Because, and if he didn't, then that would be illegal. Maybe they could do something with this. Like, she has to... You have to wear your hair in a bun? I don't I don't know how you can do it without you have to wear an elbow pad over her hair. I don't know. You have to elbow wear a hair pad. I don't know. No, you'd have to wear it in a bun or something. Yeah. I don't know. I do like the aspect that it's something different. I don't mind it. Uh Dakota Kai picked up the victory over Rhea Ripley. Another I was good impressed match. with this match. Yes, another good match. Dakota Kai, those those kicks. Mm-hmm. The in the turnbuckle. Wow. That's something, and then even the ones where she's like uh, rebounding off of the rope, like those just look nasty. Uh, you also had Piper Niven pick up the victory over Serena Deeb, and then which uh, I didn't think I, for whatever reason I, I I forgot the end of the match and thought Serena Deeb won. Not not the case, but uh, you also had Lacey Evans losing to Tony Storm. Yeah. In uh, the quarterfinals, you had Mercedes Martinez defeating Abby Lath. And Shayna Baszler picking, the, picking up the victory over Candice LeRae. And then not letting her out of the submission. Referee had to break it up, whatever. And uh, Gargano got in the ring after. And uh, she, like, still, even after that, kicked Candice. I think... I feel like we should have seen something like a some sort of mention of that from like an authority figure, similar to the Pete Dunn incident. Yeah, that tournament. But I mean, you always have to declare a bad guy of the or woman of the tournament, you know? Yeah, but like, still, you should have had like some sort of like, hey, don't do that again. Yeah, I, I understand. Uh, Kyrie Sane picked up the victory over Dakota Kai, advancing. Yeah, and then Tony Storm picking up a victory over Piper Niven. Uh, Tony Storm, I'm impressed with. Mm-hmm. I am impressed with. Uh, next up in the uh, semifinals, did they? Yeah, they released those. Um, you had Shayna Baszler picked up the victory over Mercedes Martinez via submission. Badass match. Yeah, this was good. Uh, uh-huh. Hard hitting, and uh, and then Kyrie Sane defeated Tony Storm. Also, another really good match, uh, leading to the finals taking place live on September twelfth after SmackDown. I don't know if they're doing two hundred five live. I I would assume they're gonna get the extra showing. I was yeah, I was gonna say I would assume not, and they're just gonna do this live on the network. For an hour long, maybe who knows? Forty-five minutes. Uh, yeah, it's going to be Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane. We. Uh, have, I mean, I can't. I can't see them doing forty-five minutes. Uh, you never know. I can see them doing like we going have, right to the. I can see them doing right to the like going to the match and then doing the celebration after. But outside of that, like forty-five minutes total. Oh, okay. Uh, we yeah, we maybe still have hour. we still have the aspect that. This week's NXT 
was when Asuka relinquished the title. And William Regal said they're going to have to do some thinking about who will be the next NXT Women's Champion. The, the, the first time Paige vacated the title, they had to do a, a tournament. Um, well, they did a tournament to get the title, to get the champion. Vacated, did another tournament, get a champion. And now it's vacated. They have another tournament going on right now. So... Yeah, rumors have it that the winner of this match will be champion. Not the rumors. I said it. I said that. Oh, I, I saw the rumors too. Yeah, and then news sites picked it up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it would be I, I would be really disappointed if some of these wrestlers didn't stick around. Like Tony Storm, I would love for her to stick around instead of going back to the UK. Yeah, like sorry, you know? sorry to the companies over there, but I, I want to see her here. Like same thing with Piper Niven and like – yeah. I mean, Dakota Kai is already under contract, but there's so many other wrestlers that I'm like... Yeah, Rhea Ripley, I hope they sign her. I thought she was under contract. I don't believe she is. I mean, come on, she's 20 years old. I mean, if she has this much talent already, imagine what the WWE can do to her. Yeah. Like, you could, like, and I know, like, we all know that they love creating their own wrestlers. And so she's pretty much, like, you could create and mold her into whatever you want. Yeah. With that much talent. Uh, Mia Yim. Hopefully they sign her. Yeah. Um, I, I'm i still kind of let down on the uh, uh, Marty Bell, but hopefully she sticks around. I mean, what else? Santana Garrett always deserves it. Uh, uh, Tanara Conti she was is, impressive. She is signed, though, isn't she? Is she? I thought I, so. I didn't know if she was officially signed. I thought she was. Lacey Evans is signed. Yeah, Lacey Evans is signed. Sage um, Beckett is signed. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully yeah. we'll see some of these women back. Candice LeRae, of course, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so it's going to be fun to pay attention to all of this. Hopefully whoever wins, I just hope it doesn't fall flat. I'm assuming Ember Moon's going to get the first title. Shot? Why she? Why does she deserve another title shot? That's I, two, she already had two title shots. Yeah, but look at what the way that it ended with Asuka and how she came into the ring and shook her hand and gave her a hug. It was one of those things where it's like passing the torch over to Ember Moon. I, I don't, don't think it's gonna work. No. Did you not? I don't. That know. Yeah, too? I don't know. I don't know. I, I saw it as when. I mean, if not, she would have just remained on the stage. I mean, by her entering the ring during that celebration, only her outside of Triple H, I feel like that's kind of like a passing the torch over to Ember Moon to be the next big thing over there. But I don't think she's I don't think she's going to be it just I don't think they like they they haven't written it like that. That's yeah. And then, like you said, so we're going to have three uh, chances at the title. And I'm still, I'm still hoping that Billy Kay and Peyton Royce can be the co-champions at one point. Oh, if only. So if only. Time, I, time will tell. I think that they would be great opponents for Shayna Baszler because, like, they're completely total opposites. You know, Shayna Baszler is kind of like more of the tough persona and uh, MMA background, while the other two are kind of like uh, preppy. Uh, gorgeous, look at me, look at me, uh, Valley Girls, you so, know? So who you got? In regards to? The winner. Oh. 
Baszler? I want to go Baszler because I think that I think that Sane has been hyped so much and put over so much so that Baszler. I don't so want to be able. To, so is Baszler. I think Sane more. No, and I don't. Don't think I, so. They, I don't. I don't want it to be predictable, so I don't want to see Sane win. How is it predictable if she wins? Baszler has the backing of the four horsewomen feud that they set I'm, up so awfully. I, I that's think way I more, way more predictable of her to win than. No way! Mm-hmm. How? You are insane. No. I don't think so. I would even prefer that that Sane didn't even win in the semifinals. I would have rather had Baszler versus Storm in a heartbeat, and then Storm winning t- uh, the tournament. Yeah, well, I'm gonna say Kyrie Sane, and uh, if Baszler wins again, a scenario for Paige to return to NXT. But then if she returns to NXT versus Baszler, that puts a little wrench in the entire 4-on-4, no? Yeah, it could, but... I mean, I I can't see that happening right there and then. Who knows? I I don't see Baszler. I mean, again, it could be if if Kyrie Sane wins, Paige returns as a heel. Okay, I could see that. But if Baszler wins, I don't see Paige at all right now. Well... But, yeah. You keep writing her in... Hoping to see it, so keep on. We'll find out on Tuesday, Dave. Shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Thank you to the following people for promoting us in this week of professional wrestling. Go check out Shiny Wizards Podcast. Follow them on Twitter at Wizards Podcast. Also, go check them out, ProWrestlingTees.com. Um, also, go listen to their podcast. Awesome podcast. You can go check them out, shiningwizards.com. Um, yeah. Also, go check out Jake Parnell. You can go give him a follow and check him out. Uh, check out fullygimmicked.com slash Jake dash Parnell. Go check him out. Follow him on Twitter at JP Warhorse. Awesome gear over there. So go check them out, uh, Fully Gimmicked. Um, also check out Team Awesome 418, Lorenzo, amazing Facebook group, facebook.com slash Team Awesome 418, follow on Twitter, Team Awesome 418, also purchase his book, uh, Lorenzo has a novel, support, uh, go support 31 Days to Live, you can find it on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, so kind of, uh, stretching out over there with Barnes and Noble, go check him out, go give it a read, also go check out Mike Orlando, uh, he just celebrated his birthday, so why not? We should might as well give him a shameless plug. Go follow him. The guy is one of the next big things in pro wrestling that you should be definitely following. Go follow him at the Big Orlando. Go check out his ProWrestlingTees.com shop. Subscribe to him on YouTube. Uh, the Green Machine. It's only a matter of time until he shows up in the WWE. Also check out John at Mr. John Faust and Eric. At Montreal Broski, MTL Broski, first thing in the morning. Go check his shop out, ProWrestlingTees.com. Hey, Brandon. Oh, and then Weekly Wrestling Podcast. Go check them out. And Wrestling IQ 101. Uh, Wrestling IQ 101 actually has an interview with Chris Payne on there. So go check them out as well. Hey, Brandon. Any shout-outs? This is marking out smooth jazz. Brandon shout outs gonna make you.
First shout-out is going to Nigel McGinnis and Vic Joseph. Because uh, I enjoyed their commentary on 205 Live. I thought they really meshed well. And I enjoyed this commentary team more than I do NXT. I was about to ask you who that second person was, and then I remember you explained to me who it was the other day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, South Park gets the next shout-out. The new season starts next week on the 13th. Um, looking forward to it. They're always funny. I've, I haven't seen a new season in so long. How not, dude? I don't know. I, don't know. I, just, I just haven't had the chance to. Dude, you need to watch the new seasons. I know, I know. Uh, next, yeah, well, and then last last up goes to February 5th. Shout out to February 5th. Yeah, my sister's birthday. Uh, not the reason why it's getting a shout out, though. It's, oh. it's the day after the Super Bowl, which uh-huh. means for about six months we won't have to hear about people talking about football. Uh, it's been a, it's been fun since then, since, uh, February last year. So now everyone that football's back, oh, football, football, it's the best thing ever. Football, football. It's taking up recording time for shows. I got to watch carefully and everything now Mm -hmm. with my DVR and stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I've never, I never got into football. Yeah. Never, never got into it. Like, it's fun going to the games and, like, experiencing the atmosphere, but even, like, even watching, I mean, fun to, like, be there in the atmosphere, watching the game sucks. I I don't know. It does nothing for me. I like being in stadiums while there's games going on. I as like a, As, like, a hangout type of event. It, uh, it makes no difference to me. Right, well. Yeah. But those are my shout-outs. Moving on to our... Our... Markout Moment of the Week. That is right, our Markout Moment of the Week. I think it's going to be a sole Markout Moment of the Week for me. Billy Kay and Peyton Royce making it into... WW2K18 is awesome. Uh, I was definitely hoping for that. So, yeah, very happy the, that the best scenario and outcome of that happened. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think that that's amazing that they're in the game. Uh, hopefully, fingers crossed for Alistair Black. But still, amazing to see that they made the game. Um, Mark, moment of the week for me was I had a wedding on Sunday. And that I drove down to, and on the road, um, while you know, I'm listening to the radio, Cult of Personality came on the radio, and I marked out for it. And I think that it's safe to say that I will always mark out and turn up the radio whenever Cult of Personality does come on. And it it just makes me wish that CM Punk returned to WWE at some point soon. Yeah, um, uh, I wonder when. I wonder when. Yeah. I wish. I I I could only like thinking about all the matches that he can have with some of the talent that they have now. And I don't care about how he left the company or anything like that. I I would so mark out. Yeah, just like just imagine in 2017 seeing CM Punk versus like 
John Cena or Randy Orton. I can't wait. <laughs> like the potential there. CM Punk could definitely headline WrestleMania taking on like a persona like Randy Orton. It would be amazing. No, dude, for real though, like CM Punk versus Rude or Nakamura. Balor. Yeah. Taking on Balor or any any wrestler that they have, like Aleister Black, that would be sick. They um, are, uh, uh, Living Color will be performing at, at Disney World just days before I go to Florida. Oh, that's pretty cool. But I, I already saw the obviously live. Obviously, I won't be able to see them. It is, it's for free. If, as long as you have a ticket to Epcot, it's a free concert. That's pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, so it ends. I think the, the Food and Wine Festival ends like two days before I go to Florida. Uh-huh. But there are so many concerts that I would have definitely gone to. Just this past weekend, they had Baja Men. Okay. Where have they been, right? Uh, I don't know, Brady. Yeah, so... Yeah, so there's if you're in, just if so you're, much. If you're in Florida uh, and you got a Disney pass or whatever, check out those free concerts. Yeah, take advantage of them. Uh, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then take us home. Yeah. Uh, once again, uh, we wish everyone like uh, safe, safe haven and throughout this entire hurricane. Uh, and we hope that we're hoping for all the best. And we have everyone in our thoughts, uh, Florida, everything in general. And that is marking out episode 344. Thought for sure you'd say 244. Nope, I'm <laughs> keeping. I'm trying to break my streak. So, but thank you for listening. We, as always, we appreciate your support. You are the reason why we record every single week. Um, but thank you so much. Marketout.com, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, um, Google Play. Go buy a, a T-shirt over at ProWrestlingTees.com/slash/MarkingOut. Follow us on Twitter at. Dave the Rave underscore mo at bttg161 at marking out. Uh, shoot us a like on on Facebook, facebook.com slash marking out. Email us marking out one at gmail.com. And we wish you the best, best of luck in your future endeavors.